So Lisa, we've relocated to a new location um, on some soft benches here on the hallway on deck seven. Yes. To continue our podcasting. Yes, outside the Teppanyaki restaurant. Right, uh, near where they're going to have a, an art, art showing. art auction. At yes. the Bliss Lounge. So there's yes. a lot going on here on the ship, although nobody's outside, nor will they let us outside on yeah. the deck. Pretty rude. Because I guess it's too rough. Not for you know athletes like me and you, Lisa, right. it would be no exactly. problem at all. Especially with my calves. <laughs> Your striated calves. There would be no problem at all. So I'm yeah, Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa show. We're on the Psalm 147. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has reinforced the bars of your gates. He has blessed your sons with you. He has stationed peace at your borders and has satisfied you with the fat of the grain. He sends forth his eloquence to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He provides snow like wool. He strews clouds like ashes. He sends his ice crystals like morsels. Who can stand firm before the face of his cold? He will send forth his word, and it will melt them. His spirit will breathe out, and the waters will flow. He announces his word to Jacob, his justices and his judgments to Israel. He has not done so much for every nation, and he has not made his judgments manifest to them. Alleluia. All right, Lisa, what do you got? Um, so what jumped out at me was the word gaze, because it's like you say um, at adoration when we gaze upon Jesus, he's also in the mantras, he's also gazing upon us. But then I was also thinking about um, like in prayer, we can imagine that um, not only are we gazing into the eyes of Jesus or, you know, that we're gazing into the eyes of Jesus um, at that time as well or um, sometimes uh, when I altar serve and I'm on the side where the crucifix is I'll like look up at um, because Jesus's face I think is pointed in that that yeah yeah so yeah I'll look up and like kind of like well his eyes are closed but I kind of like just gaze upon um, like his face um, and you know sometimes I feel like I see like things move but I know like it's in my head and stuff but you know it's kind of interesting sometimes the way the light changes like you see a different view um or like his face looks different so it's pretty cool and then um I think when we do that it like uh can make um like kind of help us grow in intimacy with him because we're like gazing at his face and gazing into his eyes yeah that's beautiful so I had something totally different Lisa yeah so a couple of days ago we had one of the chefs come out and do an ice sculpture yes so it's this large block of ice that weighed 200 pounds. And I think a lot of times, like it says here, we can become like ice, right? So cold and, and so hard um, and just not really feeling anything. We've become, yeah, yeah, we're becoming numb, cold as ice, become numb to the world. And the Lord, right, now this guy used chisels, right? So, and the Lord can do the same thing with us. Either the heat can melt away all of that extra ice, and then what, what this guy did is he actually sculpted it away until it was a swan. Mm-hmm. It took him about 20 minutes to do it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wants to do the same thing with us. He wants to take whatever coldness that we have, and he wants to sculpt us so that we can find out who we truly are. And then what did, what did they say happens to it? They put the ice sculpture in for food, and then it melts away. And about, but it smooths its edges. Yeah, it smooths all the edges, and it glimmers and it glistens, but then eventually it melts away. Yeah. And so I think I think what happens there is we're, we're this block of ice sometimes in how we're living out our spiritual life. The Lord wants to sculpt everything away so that we can see who we truly are, what our true identity is that we talk about. 
and then the warmth of the sun begins to refine all of the edges and whatnot and ultimately you know everything that's not pure melts away and we're only left with who we are a beautiful sculpture a swan or in lisa's case a pelican you like pelicans that's true any other thoughts uh, Jesus, uh, pelicans actually represent, like, in the Holy Land, the, where, where did they have the last supper? My mind's not working. They had in the upper room. In the upper room, thank you. Uh, they have, um, there's, there's little carvings of pelicans, because it, it, a myth was that, um, and we saw a pelican up close, was that, um, so pelicans have, like, this little sharp edge at the end of their beak, and the myth was that, uh, the mom pelican, when um, if there was no food source, she would um, use that beak, the, yeah, and draw blood, and then allow her uh, baby pelicans to um, drink her blood. So it's like a symbol of Christ. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, so it's actually carved into the stone at the upper room. Well, there's some serious information. The upper room in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. Right in the Holy Land. In the Holy Land. Exactly. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm the person See you next Ahoy. time. Oh yeah.